Guys, it's finally time to start this podcast with a guest. Conversations with Kaleche by me, Kaleche Mumo, is here and I'm excited mm. because this will be a visual and audio podcast which you can check out on YouTube and all your audio podcast platforms. And one thing I can guarantee you, relationship conversations have never sounded this amazing. It's time to tell your story. If you'd like to tell your story and you feel that this is the right place for you, mm. Email us, conversationswithkaleche at gmail.com, and we will be sure to get back to you. And you never know, you could be here sharing your story with me. One of the most amazing places to do it is right here at the Emerald Suites, located on Batten Lane off Owings Codec. You come and check them out. I can guarantee you, you will love the spaces that they have mm. here. Amazing, amazing decor just waiting for you. Come for a staycation, why not? Mm. And oh, I must quickly plug my uh, outfit Ooh. if you love my outfit this is a vazi snazzy outfit by glam by Cess. check them out they are currently online on instagram make sure that you are following them get to see the amazing pieces with amazing fabric right there so today i am honored i am i'm even shaking let me tell you as i was planning this show it's been one of those type of situations because i'm like i'm going to host an amazing woman. She is, above all else, she is a person who is a conversation leader. She is able to tell stories like you've never heard. I'll be telling you where she tells those stories. She has redefined what it means to have purpose and direct it into great leadership. And above all, she loves Jesus just like me. She is Pastor Angie. Oh. Welcome to Conversations with Kaleche. Thank you so much, Kaleche. Ah. That is such an amazing introduction. And as you were giving it, I was thinking that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> because you're doing purpose in the marketplace, yeah. which is the whole thing, what we're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. And you're having fun and you enjoy it. And it's about media. And it's just when I watch you, I'm just like, wow, this is so powerful. Let me tell you, when you say it like that, I'm like, Kaleche. Yeah. You just got him props from Yes. Ah. I'm telling you, this is what we're trying to get everybody to do, to fulfill their purpose in their area of calling yeah. and do it with excellence and do it well and enjoy it. It's so amazing to witness this. I'm really like amazed. Thank you. Thank you I so really much. am. I'm honored to meet you. Thank you. I mean, uh, for me, I was like, I've heard about you, especially wow. watching Just Angie, yes. which is a show that, you God. know, you get to introduce different people and their stories. Yeah. I mean, tell yes. me a little bit about that. So Just Angie is about, we've been now doing it for six years, six yeah. years in July now. Wow. Imagine, yeah, content creation. Mm. I love watching it because it's really evolved. Yeah. But the whole idea is to give stories that inspire okay. and motivate from yeah. ordinary people, you yeah. know? Sometimes we can be inspired and motivated by everyone who we think has made it. Mm. But these are just ordinary stories about people. And I, I love the inspiration because somebody else did it. So yeah. if somebody else did it and it worked, or somebody else went through a struggle or was hit by something that they were able to overcome, then we all can, you know? It sort of helps us to be motivated. Yeah. So I do a Sunday sermon, which is okay that Sunday. Mm. And then on, on Thursdays, I put something called Ustawi, which mm -hmm. is just about, I love it, all things leadership, governance, purpose. Mm -hmm. And then now we do something also called uh, my favorite things. So just the things, just getting to know me and what are my favorite things. I love what it. are the things that inspire me? Yeah. So that's what we do. And we're having fun and enjoying it. And it's amazing. You know, I even the guests, I get to meet them 
or just there, you know, yeah. and we have an amazing time. They're always asking me, what are the pointers? I'm like, they're no pointers. Just come and speak. <laughs> come, let's flow. Let's exactly. see what happens. Let's see what happens. That's what I love. You give let's it to God and you say, hey, God, do your thing. Yes. Because I'm not, I'm not here to tell you how we should do it. No. Um, and one of the things that um, is interesting about you even being on a podcast like that mm. is you're a whole pastor. Hallelujah. I'm a, I'm a whole human being yeah. first. No, I know you're, but you see, that's a thing. Let's, let's, let's look at it just from a Kenyan perspective. We need to when, when everybody, that. when everybody hears pastor, yeah. even people adjust their outfits. Sometimes I wish I could lose that name. Sometimes I just say, I'm Angie. Then people, people will be in people like, no. change, they run. They, yeah, everybody uh, changes their position. And, and yes, I get, we must honor those oh, we who are called to change. speak on God's behalf. Because yes, yes not everyone is called. Yes, right? Yeah. And there's so much kukimbia. Yeah. How do how do you handle it? Because you're even doing a podcast. I don't think there are very many pastors who do it the way you do it. For me, I think first of all, there are a few things that come to mind. My first, when I even went into ministry, I remember the first conversation I had with the with Pastor Muridi Wanjao, he told me realness ministers. Because I'm authentic, I don't know how to be. So first I'm human. Before I'm a pastor, I'm human. And even when people started calling me pastor, actually why we had that conversation is I went to him and told him, please, can you tell them to stop? <laughs> you didn't want? Of course not. <laughs> Any pastor who says they wanted it, Eco run away. Run, run in the opposite direction. No one goes into this calling like wanting, yeah. wantingly, like, yeah. like this is an yeah. intention. It's very rare. Yeah. It's a calling that comes and then many people try to fight it. Yes. So everybody was calling me pastor. I was serving at Mavuno, everybody was calling me pastor. So I went and I said, please, can you make this an announcement? before you had committed to doing it. Eh? No, people are calling I, you pastor. I had committed to, mm -hmm. I'd quit my job okay. and gone into full-time ministry, which yeah. is really crazy as it is. Yes. But I was serving now. Okay. It's called the, it was called the Mavuno Discovery Program. So right. I'm trying to discover what my gifts and calling are. Right. But people started calling me pastor. So I went to tell him no. But he was saying, you know, realness ministers. I don't know how we go to realness ministers. <laughs> but I've always been a very authentic person. Yeah. And two ways, because you know my brother Gatia. Yes. Gatia, like at my ordination, he said that I rub people the wrong way. Because, and that's the truth. Because you will say the truth. Because I'm authentic. And people don't want authenticity <laughs> now. You know, it's very confusing. They don't want you to be authentic. Although, because we're talking about relationships, yes. I have learned to tone it down. If that makes sense. Hmm. I've, turned, I've learned to... Is it wisdom? As you get older, because yeah. I'm 57 now, hey. you get, thank hey, you fact, so Let's give it up for much. our hot children. Thank you, Jesus, for yeah. making, you know, just, you got to stay. You know, we're in, we're in the game. We're here. We're looking we're, for, yeah. uh, for, for relationships. Yeah. We're looking for that one relationship, which we're going to get there. We <laughs> are. So we've got to look good by the grace of God. Amen. Yeah, so, so that authenticity rubs people the wrong way. You say something. I mean, you're thinking it, you want to say it. That's why, I don't know how we jumped to this, but I love my Nigerian brothers and sisters. I yeah. love it because they'll even tell you, Pastor Angie, I don't like you, but I've got to do this with you. I love that. I they love so that. Honest. Because you're authentic, yes. you're honest, you know. Yes. Or even I don't know how we got there when I like when I like when I'll counsel like some mostly women and they'll come and they'll tell me the issues. I love the ones who tell me I, I can't stay, I, I I can't not be married. I like that authenticity. Like you mm -hmm. know what you want, therefore you've said don't even discuss me. I'm not ready to leave this husband. So from now, let's talk about from that point. How do we know? how do we engage? Because that's easier. 
Mm. Then the person who is telling you this relationship is not working, but they're just complaining. But they don't know what they want. Yeah, and, yeah. or they're not even making a decision. You yeah. know, you're standing on either side, decide. Yeah. So I love the person who comes with conviction yes. and decision. Yes. This is what I want. Yeah. Make that it work. Just let me sense. know it's going to work, but this is what I want. So I love to, so I've learned to, or for the authenticity, I've learned also to be authentic, to tone it down and not, and also to understand I don't have to say everything. That's a very nice perspective <laughs> because I think having shared my love story with conversations yes. with Kalacha, the live uh, version, version, yes, I kept feeling how much is too much. That is it. What yeah. should I say? What shouldn't I say? Yeah. Whose story should I give? Mm. And it it really took me to a place where I had to draw myself in mm. with a conversation with God first mm-hmm. and say, okay what are we talking about and what are we not talking about? Mm. What can I say? What can't I say? Mm. And, you know, he gave me a map that said, speak about the stories that had the most impact Mm -hmm. in your life regarding relationships. Yes. So even as you, you know, you've transitioned, I know this is not where you began as um, a pastor. Mm. Your life has had different stages. Mm. So I want us to take it all the way back. Mm -hmm to beyond how you've been viewed uh-huh. to now Angie, yeah. the young 20-something girl, uh-huh. and how she is meeting different people. How, how, how are you, young were you when you started dating? I think 22. Okay. Yeah. You're 22. You don't ask guys where, the, where, the, where our parents were I am another with you. level. I I'm just there. 10 years no, younger than you, so vicious, I know. Vicious. <laughs> what, what, what? You know, even we, we couldn't even look at boys. And then for me, I think it was compounded by the fact that I went to all girls' schools. Right. Yeah. So it was all, all through convent schools, so girls, I. girls, yes. girls. What we went through. So it was very. So this this thing called a man was very. He's over there. He's over there, and you have been given a thousand warnings. I think it, I fiery think, ones. I think the fire, the most fiery one for me, which became a trauma point. Yes. You will get pregnant. Of course, we're told. Even just breathing near them, you <laughs> get pregnant. It was terrible. So how I engaged Fear with boys? Of God, yeah, was always like. What do you want? Yeah. How serious are you? And stay far from me. Yeah. Like stand over there. Yeah. Because I think mm. every guy who talks to me just wants to sleep with yeah. me. And it messed up how yes, yes, yes. I engaged with guys yes. because I didn't give them room to even just get to know mm. them. I was already like, state your case. Yes. You see how you're saying that you Masa. had to, to turn it down. Me, I was like, uh-huh. Chop, chop. Yes, no, yeah, what? Where? Yeah, are we going yeah. somewhere with this? Do you yes. see a future with me? Like yeah. we just met. We just <laughs> guys met. Like, yeah. Yeah, but for me, I found that number one, I didn't know how to relate to them. Okay. So that was a problem that I've had to navigate over the years. I didn't know how to. But one of the other ways that I corrected it also is with my daughter. Okay. So I made sure she went to schools. Every school, there had to be boys in the school. You're joking. Oh, I was very intentional. There had to be boys in the school, all the way from nursery. Yo. Yes. So that you learn to interact it's a with the opposite thing. sex. It's a normal, normal They're thing. People. They're just okay. people. Okay. From, do you know from kindergarten? Yeah, because she went where they <sighs> were boys. That's how one way I corrected. I was like, no, you've got to learn how to relate to them. Even high school, senior school. Just go and let, this is not some foreign, I mean, like you don't know how to navigate this whole story. Yeah. Let me give you some tools at least. Engage with them. If, if I'm honest, mm. I think for me, I had met the boys when I was in kindergarten. Mm. I even, I think there was one who was in love with me and mm. I really was like, what in the nonsense is this? <laughs> you know that one of, he comes and he kisses you on the cheek and runs oh, and I refuse wow, to go to school for the next three days because oh, I was traumatized. <laughs> okay. And then the next time I meet boys is? In campus. In campus or high school. 
Uh, Actually, even high school. No, you know, in high school, uh, you're in a girl's school. Mm. When we would go to a boy's school, Mm. for me, I was like more focused on the canteen than the boys. The boys, yeah. For me, I just, I just (laughs) didn't know how to relate. So, so those were very troubled. So, just by the fact that already I didn't know how to relate to them Mm. was a big problem. Mm. And so, I, I didn't know. I, I find myself also when I think about my 22 year old self, Mm -hmm. I was a people pleaser. So if I look at those relationships, it was about people pleasing because I didn't know how to navigate it. So I was going with the flow, observe what's happening, and then just please everyone. You know, Mm. don't even try to rock the boat here. Mm. It's amazing how, because in life I've rocked many boats, but it's amazing how that, that I'm just realizing the awareness at 22 of not to rock the boat. So the guy would have this nice girl who's letting him almost get away with things because I don't but you know we dated us very differently we oh, yeah. dated and partied very differently yeah. when i think about yeah. it yeah our dating and and partying was we'd go out we'd hang out we'd drink too much alcohol yeah. and dance and hang out it was not there was not too much like sexual activity actually, going on actually you're right that was what we did for m- me my my excitement to go out was to dance yes to dance to me, to, i just wanted to, to, to drink dance. and to hang out yeah. with people that I just, was just it. to see people because yes. again in our homes it is a tight lockdown who is that coming to visit your house every day yeah. no you meet outside you, you run hang away, out. Nobody knows where no you are. Knows, and that's it. And then you come back and act yeah. like you are always there. Like you here. are always there. We <laughs> even had, uh, when we do, because now there was a point, I can't remember how, because at first we had to, uh, like, Skype. We used to call yes, Skype. Yes, we used to Skype. So we had And then your pajamas somewhere. hidden. Yeah, so we had pajamas <laughs> hidden somewhere. But you know, I one day I was looking breakfast. at it. It's so crazy because one wall was so high we had a ladder on this side of the wall, yeah. but no ladder on the other side. But you we know, made we're crazy. It. And we jumped over. Like, can you imagine? Like, I'm looking at this fence. You put a ladder on this side because you have to you climb, climb up. up. But then but how you, you jump climb, down? Jump down. And you're gonna and come you back. could get injured. Yeah. No, but then the now, now we have to come through the gates now. Because the rev, now, uh, then you're the fighting with the watchman. He's telling you he's going to lose his job. I tell him we don't care. We're now we're climbing the gate. He won't open it. So we climbed. I mean, there were so many dangers. I don't understand. <laughs> the drama was excessive. But then it's so interesting because we all used to do that. And then there's a one person who has the car is waiting for all of you to jump yes. over the wall. And it it's not crazy. a big thing. It was so mad. But I, I just feel have said where we were. Mm. Friendships that time, mm. and even the way you're saying relationships were real. Were real Very you know? real. And, and you've just released this amazing book, yes, by the way. Raw. Pastor Angie oh. has just released a biography. Oh, my raw. goodness. Yeah. So what is Raw about? Raw is about my entire story. But mm-hmm. so much is, whenever I share another story, I say, oh, that one is missing from the book. But I'm glad, like, I feel like it's going to be one autobiography and then there'll be another, another one. one. Okay. So it's about... Um, like if I think about relationships, okay, let me think about. So first, it's the evolving okay. of my life, how okay. it's evolved. Okay. So even how relationships have evolved, mm-hmm. and then the evolving, the breaking down of my marriage, mm-hmm. and co-parenting my daughter as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. That was very co-parenting our daughter. That was very very important. Right. And just how we've navigated life. How have we navigated life? Because there was something I was. I don't know. I was going to say. You know, like, mm. um, and then the way things like the the ending of my marriage is what drew me to God. Right. I found that very amazing. You know, you know, yeah. it's interesting because heartbreak has a way of bringing oh, you to Christ. Oh, heartbreak me. For me, it was so a heartbreak as well. Really? It was a heartbreak it was as a well. Heartbreak. And the heartbreak to the point where you're saying, I, I can't carry this anymore. Yeah. You know, and so if you go back and watch on Conversations with Kalecha, the live mm. version, the mm. last 
story I talk about mm. is a guy who I thought this was going to be it. Mm. And I helped him bury his mother. Mm. He had no one else there for him. And Why did he have no one else? That's a red flag already. Hing them flags up. I was seeing that. Why? <laughs> because Some said I they are thinking, red blankets. This, I, Where is everyone? What do you mean? It's, red because, flag? Uh, it's because in your mind you're thinking this is. At, at, and for me, my biggest challenge is I seem to attract young men. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. I, oh, we need to have a special meeting to break but that why? down. I don't know but what happens. But why don't the young man no now? Let's just I've dated there. Why? them. I have dated them for long. Uh-huh. But to the point that now I'm like, maybe that's the problem because uh. I'm still here, single and unmarried. Maybe yeah. the problem is that I I am meeting the wrong people. But maybe it's your mindset. We need to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, because if they're young and they are they're getting attracted. That's okay. Now you at least you're dating. Because yeah. me, I got married and then I just went on one date after eleven years. I almost fainted. I was like, <laughs> we are going to get to end, that one. <laughs> the end of dating. I can't. The girls are ministers. No more. What? You guys, those streets out there, what is happening? The streets are rough. The streets streets are rough. rough. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to like and share this podcast widely. You can also drop a comment or ask a question via email on conversationswithkaleche at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to answer them either on a later episode or even just shoot you back a response. Until next week, love wisely. This is Conversations with Kaleche, the podcast. See ya.